Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. to the Wise Men Say preview show. Uh, we're back to look ahead to Sunderland's game against Rotherham United on Saturday afternoon. And I'm uh, I'm reunited with uh, two two old favourites. It's it's Tom's back. Hi, Tom. Hello, Matthew. How are we doing? I'm all right, yeah. I'm good. I'm not bad. How are you? Are you are you back on uh, your the continent now? I am back on the, the gorgeous my continent. Um it's so hot here, which is very nice. Um, but I did spend two weeks uh, in the UK where I managed to get a cold. Right. So you enjoying? And it's nice to see. Uh, nice to see the British summertime living up to its reputation while I was back home. So. Well, absolutely. Someone, someone enjoying the British summertime uh, on his holidays is uh, Mr. James Ray. Hi, Jim. Good afternoon. Yeah, um, I'm on the last day of my holidays. No, oh, in, that's, in oh, that's a terrible vibe. Oh, no. oh no, no, insane. it's been a good, it's been a good holiday. It's been a good holiday. Um, I'm in Norfolk, so uh, lots of Norwich Norwich shirts have been spotted by me yeah. recently. So, yeah, been a bit sunburned, not as sunburned as last year, but I am a little bit sunburned. Yeah. Oh, that was amazing. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I'm not fully red. I'm more like a like a nice pink. It's so warm last year. You almost made. I think you were making my laptop overheat. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. coming off because um, I just can't tan, so I just go varying shades of red. So I'm currently probably yeah. like a six out of ten in the yeah, red. But you are, skin. you I'm are allowed to wear that. suntan cream, mind. Yeah, you don't oh no, it. I do, I do. It's, if I didn't, I'd probably have no skin. Yeah, so <laughs> terrifying thought. That's, that's awful. Um, we're fresh off the uh, the podcast on Monday, which uh, was very good and got uh, well deserved praise. I thought I'd start tonight with a question for you. And I was thinking about, you know, you get up in the middle of the night for a wee. Uh, what is the worst thing to stand on? Like, so I stood on a, a plug the other day while I was walking to the back, and it really, mm. that is up there, really. I'd, I was going to say a plug. Um, for me, also, another one would be my cat. That would be because he likes to sleep on the floor of our bedroom sometimes, and I sometimes have nearly stepped on him. Uh, but I think in terms of pain for me, would be a plug. Definitely like a plug, uh, in terms yeah. of in terms of general bad times, would be definitely the cat because it would probably really hurt him. I mean, yeah, well, hurt turn, well. he'd probably in turn scratch me. <laughs> yeah, and uh, that would definitely ruin the rest of my night's sleep. So I'd go for plug slash cat. Yeah. Really. Any 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 upgrade on plug? I'd say either Lego. Yeah, Lego was up there. Yeah. Or, like, just like water. If there's like 
if you, if there's oh. like a damp spot on your oh, like, yeah. on your oh, carpet. Oh yeah, especially if you've got a dog as well. Like, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say you don't want to in the middle of the night. You don't want to stand in anything like soft. No, <laughs> nothing, no. nothing soft, soft, <laughs> soft or soft or damp. Really. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, I guess, yeah. Oh dear. Well, if anyone's got. Remi- Sorry, it reminds me of when uh, a mate of mine uh, lived in student halls in Newcastle and he got infested with slugs. Ooh, so, no. like, yeah, standing oh, on a no. slug in the middle of the night would not be good. Oh, I hate slugs as well. That would be horrible. <laughs> That's grim. At least you'd know if you stood on a snail. They, uh... Yeah, <laughs> crunchy times. <laughs> yeah, oh. I guess if you've got any upgrade on slugs or. Uh, like oh, plugs. I guess a landmine would be the ultimate. Sort of <laughs> <laughs> or really. glass. Like, yeah, left, left, left a claymore lying, lying around. Just, oh, yeah, no. I just forgot. I put them landmines in the living room. <laughs> Stood on one of them. But, yeah, <laughs> I guess if you, if you think of anything worse than standing on a landmine in the middle of the night, then, then do tweet us. Um, it's good to it's good to sort of bring this level sort of back after their praise on 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 Monday. Um, yeah. Right, we're going to have to talk about some football stuff before we get shouted at by the masses. Um, Tom, we still haven't bought a striker. Yeah. Um, why? Uh, I don't know, Matthew. Uh, I feel I've been doing this pod for a couple of years now, and I feel that we talk about this every year at length, mm. that we haven't bought the players that we need. And it's getting... It's getting Pretty ridiculous now. Um, friend, uh, part of the Wise Men Say team, Stephen Kennedy, uh, sent us a nice little like graph before in the uh, in the group chat, which detailed every player, every striker we've bought on a on a on a permanent deal or on a free since well, two thousand eleven, and for example, since. Like the only one in the past, it's a very depressing list, I would say. Since Ross Stewart, we bought uh, <laughs> Mitchell Curry, Danny Graham, Will Harris, Jermaine Defoe, Max Thompson, Elise. Who the hell is Elisa Myenda? And oh, uh, that's him. That's just that's him that came and got injured on his first day. Okay, right, and uh, and also Hamia. Um, none of those players have done anything. And none of those players um, have seemed even remotely ready for first-team yeah. football. Um, and so here we are again, 18 months since we bought Ross Stewart. Even at the time, we were saying we're going to need more than Ross Stewart. And here we are, two games into the season, and we're not even playing the only striker we have because the, the manager says he's not ready. Um, and we've had two... Like how long ago was we had she sold like a week well, and a half? Good, uh, yeah, I'd say good, yeah, a good couple of weeks. It was, was just after the Hartlepool game. Yeah, right? I think he was oh, sold so, the right, start so, of the season. So, so two weeks, yeah. and we still don't have any one in, and it doesn't look like we're going to have one in uh, by well Saturday. So you know that's well, good. they've got they've got arguably twenty hours. I'd say. Yeah, to get them in before Saturday. For all this, yeah. for all this, the view, like people eulogising this amazing transfer model that we have. Like, how can you go into the season with again no strikers? 
and well, no centre defensive centre midfielders. It's getting to the point now, Jim, where you're like, "What? Why are you doing like?" Is it absolutely? Is, yeah, like, it what, makes no like, sense. What, how I know. Look, I know strikers are. It, it, it's it's arguably quite difficult to find a striker. It's you know they, they come at a premium. We clearly don't have very much money. Mm. But why are they doing this, Jim? Why? What are they? Why are they? Well, I, I, I honestly, I, 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 now, I, I don't know. Yeah, no, it is absolutely. It is, and it has been. It has been for a while. To be fair, I mean, obviously, I have to try and be positive where I can, but I'm not just going to like lie and say this is good. <laughs> you can lie. It's if you clearly, want. it's clearly not. Um, I mean, I, I don't get it. I mean, there's, there's clubs. I mean, I understand the windows are shut. I understand there's time left. I understand that players can be signed on loan later in the window, whatever. But there's clubs in the league, like who you'd say they they should should surely be less of a pull, even financially, than we are, who are signing strikers, um, and we are just not. And it's it's worrying because getting back to what the lads were saying on Monday, it's like it makes you question like what is actually going on, like it. On a footballing level, it doesn't make any sense. On a commercial level, it doesn't really make any sense because, no. like Chris was saying, like surely the best way to to make some money from the club is to is to have the club actually, you know, getting promoted, challenge promotion, try to do well, and to do that, you need to give the manager the tools to do that. Um, and it just feels like Mowbray's been constantly having a manager with one hand tied behind his back. Um, and yeah, I feel uh, it's very easy for people to turn around and blame Mowbray. <laughs> For the first two games, um, I thought actually similar to what Phil said on the pod. I think we were we were, if I'm honest, probably quite unlucky to lose both of those games. Certainly, both of them in the way that we did. Um, I think Mowbray is continuing to do do the best he can with what the tools he's been given, which is as he keeps saying, as we keep saying, as loads of other people keep saying, like a very very unbalanced squad. Like you said, there's there's no defensive midfielder, there's no senior striker available. I mean, Hemier like. Uh, it's too early to know whether he's any good or not, but surely the worst way to find that out is by just starting him on his own with no <laughs> support and no no option to really just ease him in. Like you're basically asking a guy who's never played senior football before to come in and be, you know, if we want to be where the club have said they want us to be, I chancing for promotion. And is he really the right guy to be leading the line for that club? I mean, patently not. Um, it's it just makes me wonder, like, what is like what what's happening? Like, fair enough, um, deals to be able to do, but like you mentioned, the lack of funds issue raises its head for me there because I'm thinking, if it's why is it so much harder for us than it is for other teams to get? To, I mean, even even I think today Hull signed Scott Twine. Yeah, I'm not saying Scott Twine's necessarily a striker, but he's a, a player, player though. who's very yeah. good at championship level, proven, isn't really even that old. I think he's like 26. Yeah, and um, that's too old for us. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, and probably too expensive for us as well. Um, because he, alone, you know, he? he's going to have to be paid, you know, um, a, a man's wage if you like, rather than rather than the wages, the kids, rather than like, the wages of like an eighteen year old. Yeah, well, exactly, essentially, yeah, and it, you know, it's, it's, it's things like that that happen. I mean, you look at Ipswich when we played them. Tom, I know you've mentioned Ipswich and how many strikers they've got. When you you saw them in pre seasons, didn't you? And you, I remember you commented to Ben saying. Like they seem like they've got a really good balanced squad. Like they were, you know, they had lots of senior professionals. They had a good balance, and when we played, it was very evident that they had that balance as well. Um, and then they're a newly promoted side, and uh, that was us last year in terms of you know being hitting the ground running and, and looking good. 
Um, and I just don't want us all the good work that's been done to to be sort of thrown away through stubbornness slash. That is what I don't it know seems what to be. I think you stubbornness like, and also stubbornness, a yeah. possibly like stubbornness combined with a worrying lack of <laughs> lack of actual, you know. Yeah. I, I didn't. If you it like, just seems <laughs> to, like as if the sort of looking at the team now and I just going, that's nah, probably going to be all right. It's not going to get relegated, and we're quite happy with that. And that's like just so shit. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, like Gareth said, like if that's what the aim is, then why yeah, should we well, bother yeah. going to the match? Like, oh, but like, you know, like when he was like, oh, well, oh, <laughs> he's like, a child's not going to grow up being, oh, well, my favourite player wasn't actually a footballer, my favourite um, player was Christian Speakman, the sporting director. It's like <laughs> people don't care about that sort of thing enough yeah, to make it people. like. Some people do. Well, so yes, okay, some people do. But I mean, like people who actually want their football club to do well don't. But I think that is. But that is, to be fair, on that point though, Tom. Like even, even, you know, there are people who who you've seen nothing defend him for no reason, Speakman, but have very much been on Speakman's side for all this. You are starting to see people now think, "Hmm, right, what this doesn't seem quite right now. Why have we not?" I mean, we, you know, after the the when they had you went, but we also after the crew game, which was now nearly ten days ago. Obviously, he was waiting for Tony Mowbray after the game <laughs> to discuss strikers and whatever. <laughs> well, what were you like? What were you? It's it, 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 it's not that hard to buy one. Like it, it's it just not, doesn't add up, does it? It's, it's it just doesn't two add and up. a half like, years hard, <laughs> like to buy no. one. No, I mean, I mean, I was thinking this during the week when we on the day we got promoted at when we were all having a lovely old time at Wembley, I think we did that, like we did a pod then and, and people was, and there was this, amongst all the kind of joy and drunkenness, I mean, we, I said, like, I wonder how long it's going to take before they knack this up. Like, how together we were at that moment. And it's like, I wonder how long this club is going to take until they knack this up. Mm. And, yeah, I mean, Speakman, I'm not a big fan of his just because of the way he talks mainly. But they've got to they gotta be seeing it's like, what, 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 are they do, what are you doing? What is the point of all this? Yeah. Like, if you're not, it's a bit like, in a, in a way, it's a bit like how Mike Ashley ran Newcastle. It's like, if we can get these young players in, sell them on for a big fee, mm. that's great. And if the club ends up at 17th in the Premier yeah. League, that's perfect. Yeah, that's I don't great, really actually. need to invest anything. And I can just, this can all be like fine. And that's how it looks like, how the club is being run at the moment. It's strange, isn't it? Because it's like, you know, you, you Speakman is obviously the one that's getting the brunt of it. But it's like, well, what instructions is he yeah. under from above? Like, you know, yeah. what's the chairman getting we've, out? What's the owner getting out of this? Like, we've seen this before. Well, we've... exactly. Like, yeah, it makes no sense if they're going to run it this way. That, like, how are they benefiting? Like, well, how seen, is anybody benefiting? We've seen this before happen with, um, with Martin Bain, for example. It's like, yeah, he got all the stick, and rightly so, because he wasn't very good at what he did, and we got relegated. But... He doesn't set the budget. Like, Speakman isn't setting the budget. Louis Dreyfus and Sartori are setting the budget. So if, if, if Speakman and Steve Davis, uh, no, Stuart Harvey, are like, right, well, we need to get a striker in, and they go to the board, and it's like, well, we need X amount. And if they say, no, we need yeah. to get 
this player for a million quid or for example and then it's like well you're scrabbling around trying to it's like who are we going to buy for it like yeah. a championship striker for a million quid <laughs> so you're not going to get one you're not going to get one and so i do feel a bit of sympathy for speakman in that regard no i do i i, I do because you you're looking Mulberry is operating with one as you said jim with one hand tied behind his back speakman is as well clearly because yeah. you look at the, the, we don't know the budget. We don't know how much money they've got, but it's quite clear that they don't have a lot, and that's not something for us to go into. That's a Chris Weatherspoon conversation. Yeah. <laughs> You've just but had your like, one Chris Weatherspoon pod for this yeah, season. Not, yeah, that's it. So you're, you're not, not going to get another one. You're not going to get that. You're going to get Lego and walruses for the rest of the season, <laughs> and that's what you want, really. But I think, like, I think just, like, not to go on about this all night, but it's like we really – we're now – I know the window. I know the window's still open, but like the season doesn't wait though. Like this yeah, is the exactly. third league game of the season coming up against. It's, admittedly, it's quite on paper. It's quite a kind, a kind game to have, but like the with three games into the season, if you don't pick up a win here, you currently away next week, and then it's sort of. Right, we need. But it seems very much at the minute that they're pinning their hopes on an Ahmad becoming available in the last week of the window. Yeah. Well, it's like yeah, it's like, it's like, there's then a balance. There's like four or five yeah. games gone. Like and if, yeah, exactly. If that doesn't happen. What happens then? Well, that's it. There's a balance, isn't it? Because like, obviously, like just losing two 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 games in a row, especially the first two games, you can't write everything off, but you also can't say everything's fine. In the same way, if we won both of those games, things still yeah. wouldn't be fine because we'd still have the same holes in the squad that we do now. Um, and for me, like you say, it, it does increasingly seem like they're trying to wait for a loan. And I get waiting for a loan as well, but we don't, we shouldn't be just doing that. Yeah, we agree. should be trying to spend some of money, some of our money on like a player that who's actually ours so that we don't have the scenario that we had. If we do get a really good loan, like I'm at, then when I'm at left, the big hole left in the squad, yeah. if, like if we, like, obviously like, I'm not saying I don't want us to sign a player of his quality, because clearly I do, but like we're not going to be able to pay money for one, so we're going to have to loan mm. them. And then, in theory, the same thing could happen again next, yeah. you know, at the end of next season. It's like it's kind of like kicking the can down the road because it's like you're pinning your hopes on something, and if it doesn't happen, then everything just has to go back to how it was. And it, yeah, like I say, it just worries me that because it seems to me patently obvious that, um, and I've kind of like you know, I at the start of the season, I sort of said like I'm gonna, I'm gonna kind of give them the benefit of the doubt that they are going to address the obvious issues that there were. And I'm kind of regretting saying that now because I feel like they're, they're, they're not addressing well, them. I don't think you should... Re- it's been obvious. Should... Um, I'm, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I'm still hopeful because uh, I'm obviously Mr. Positive, as I've No, you said. are, but I'm I still hopeful that things will turn around. I don't but, like, think you should... I'm not... Uh, yeah, well, hopefully you're right. But I'm, I don't know, maybe. I just, no, no, I don't think I just you're just saying... I don't, think you should, I don't think you should regret thinking that because any sane sort of football club would learn from the mistakes. Well, exactly. Of... That's Yeah, it's, it's, it's obvious. Like, we're literally living like Groundhog Day. Like, you know, refreshing Twitter, transfer news, waiting for a striker to be signed, struggling through games without one. Um, people trying to say, oh, well, it's okay. We actually don't need a striker or, defend, or a centre-back or a, we'll pick your position that we haven't filled. So there'll be somebody there to say, oh, it doesn't matter. We don't need them anymore. Yeah. Um, that's not true. And that's like the Kool-Aid people are drinking it, and I don't know why they're drinking it. It's like it doesn't make sense. Um, people need to wake up and realise that we do need 
more I than what we're currently getting. Like last and season as well. That includes the ownership and that includes the you know the board and the, the Speakman and Harvey and everybody else. Like it isn't enough what we're doing now. We know it's not enough because the same things keep happening. And until that changes, then what else, like what what nothing is gonna change unless we make a change. Is it? No. Well What's you're right. Good? You're right. And you've got like, you know, had we had we addressed this and bought a ready you know, you can't guarantee a striker is going to, when it's a ready-made, you can't guarantee we're going to buy one and he's going to score 20. You can't do that. But, like, yeah. you can buy someone who's ready to play almost every game. And had we done that, now you're, like, maybe waiting for his name is just on my head. He wouldn't be available for us. I imagine a Cole Palmer on loan, for example. Yeah. You're like, oh, yeah. right, great. Like, you know, if he comes in as well, this is great. Now you're like, well, we need two strikers because we... we one isn't simply isn't enough. Like what? Like one more isn't enough because Stewart might not. You know, Hamia clearly, Mowbray has said isn't ready. He doesn't look anywhere near ready. Like you need to bring. We also need a midfielder. Yeah, this that and it's also like they're trying to push out Danny Bart. They're trying to trying to get rid of Pritchard. They're trying to get rid of Gooch. They've told them that they can leave if they get a bid in. Yeah, and then you've got so then you've got three more positions yeah. where we don't have enough depth or enough um, proven quality, and like we can't rule out that some some Premier League club towards the end of the window goes, all right, if here's like thirteen million for, for Jack, Jack Clark. Clark, yeah, what do we do then? And then it's like, well, we're going to have to sell him because it's like we, we're not going to get a better offer than that. And, well, but, but the, the issue with that is that the selling clause, isn't it, for Spurs? Yeah. So, yeah. Again, there's the, so if we won't get anywhere near thirty. That thirty million, we'll get half of it. A percentage. I mean, how, yeah, much of that, how much of that can we spend? You know what I mean? It's like when everybody knows you've just got this big blob of money. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I don't know. It's just it's annoying, but I feel like we do this. We certainly did it at the beginning of last season. We definitely did it this the beginning of that League One campaign. And it's just, it's so like banging your head against the wall when you see like... That's how I feel. It's, it wears me down. Like, I get sick of talking about it because I don't like to talk about the club in these terms, but I feel like we have to do it. Because yeah. if we're not saying it, like... There's nothing else to talk about. Like, we can't just sit here and be like, oh, yeah, like, this is great. Like, it's really good that we're going into the third game of the season with a wildly unbalanced squad for that's fully down to our own our own making. Like, no, like it's, we've signed loads of players that play- in the same position without signing any players in positions that we actually need players for. And I'm not, <laughs> yeah, and I'm not saying like I'm not saying that like the, the signings are bad, but but what I am saying is that like it, it seems weird to sign, for example, two centre halves when we needed a defensive midfielder um, to sign what attacking midfielder signing. You know, we're not signing players that are A, ready, and B, really in the positions that we need them. Like, yes, we did need defensive cover, but surely if you keep Danny Bart, you only need one. New centre half because you've already got Ballard and giving the, but giving Ballard a new deal was great. That was one of the positives of the window for me so far. It's hitting Circuit as well. They've got new deals. Mm, both of that's uh, good. But then Hume as well and Hume. Sorry, yeah. But but like that. Then if that's the case, why also sign more and more defenders? Like surely, like you know, we need to be looking at elsewhere. They're, they're just signing um, people, looking at them, going, "Oh, he'll be worth yeah. a lot in a few years." Yeah, that, that, that's what worries me because like that that. that that, you know that that is clearly what they're doing, and I don't, I don't necessarily disagree. That it's not a bad thing to do, but you've got to have a squad ready to play that. We've got to give these players that 
kind of facilitate them actually being able to play in a good yeah. team to be in the shop window. Because, like, let's be honest, these the, these players are not going to be worth very much if they're scrapping for relegation and championship. Not that I'm saying we will do, but um, if we're not playing well and winning games, these players aren't going to be worth very much because nobody's going to be looking at them. It's also a point um, of, like... And that seems obvious. It's also a point of, like, who cares if they're good in, like, three years? Like, I really yeah. don't care. Like, at, at this moment in time, it's like... Lots of things can happen in like the space of three years. They could have injuries, yeah. they could have whatever. And buying like 18 year olds, yeah, it looks good. It's like, oh, man, you got this new like wonder kid or whatever. But you can't just yeah. like, for example, like uh, Job, we can't play him. You're not supposed to play a 17 year old every single game because like, they'll just get burnt out. It's like, exactly. We've seen it happen. <laughs> Literally we've, seen, we've it seen it happen. Yeah, we, we saw it happen under Lee Johnson where we got to January and all our players were absolutely knackered. We saw it last season. Everyone got injured because they can't, they can't last a full season just being absolutely ragged every game. And, it's yeah, it's all well and good saying, oh, these will be good in four or five years. They might be absolutely done in after yeah, four or five years. Yeah. Yeah. No one knows. And stop, no. and also, this is a, a bit of a bugbear of mine. Can we stop making out that Chris Rigg is going to be this, like, this is this is the guy. This is this is the guy. We've we've stopped him from it's going to Newcastle. It's too much pressure on him. It's too it's, much pressure on him. It's too much pressure on him. And I think it just masks other things that are, like, wrong. <laughs> to stop saying yeah. that Chris Rigg is going to be our be-all and end-all and just sign some fucking players. Yeah, I think with Rigg, I think yeah. he's clearly a massive prospect. And I think, like... You know, he's a hugely talented footballer and has shown that. He's 16 years old. He's so. 16. Yeah. He literally was doing his GCSEs last year. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, like you say, Tom, like we can't hang our hats on that. And like, yeah. that's like the kind of good news story used to like brush the other things under the carpet in a way, which yeah. is, is kind of like, you know, obvious to, when you take a step back and look at it, you're like, it's obvious, like the, the, that, this isn't enough. But what worries me is, like, like, like I keep saying, like, why are they not seeing this, or are they seeing it and they just can't do anything about it? Both of those scenarios are worrying in different ways. Yeah, very much so. <laughs> well, anyway, that's probably enough uh, on that uh, purely because it's been half an hour. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, well, we're just. I, following... need more, I need to be more positive. I don't we're know. Following on from Gareth's trend of saying that everything is pointless. Everything which... is, of course, completely pointless. Life that way through nature is pointless, and uh, <laughs> we, we uh, will. Well, actually, we'll take a break. Uh, a pointless break. Um, pointless where we break. won't actually go anywhere, and then we'll just pretend we did, and then we'll come back to talk about well a little bit of the Rotherham game, and we've got some questions. <laughs> Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome back to the Wise Men Say podcast. Um, as mentioned at the top of the show, Sunland face Rotherham United um, on Saturday. Um, does anyone know anything about Rotherham? Uh, other than that, they're not very good. No, they're not very good. They've got some strikers though, which is they? they do, yeah. they do. Yeah. No, in, in all seriousness, like I, um, I, I think that they are probably quite lucky to stay up last season. They've not had a great season. start. They did, well, they did, they did. Um, I, 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 I don't know. I just think that um, they, it's quite probably quite a good game for us insofar as like, you know, it's it's on paper. It's winnable. the perfect game for us to win and then people will go see. Yeah. Well, yeah. Getting back, getting back <laughs> to what we were saying before, I actually, I actually think that if, if even, I mean, I know that probably maybe my view of how we played in the previous two games is maybe slightly different because I thought, I didn't think we were that bad. In either part from in, apart from very specific flashes of, of, of basically what I'm saying is like if we dominate the game and create the chances like we did in the other two games against this other team, I think we should win. Yeah, I, I would agree. But, with but that. I agree with Matt as well that that shouldn't be used to mask the issues that are still there. Like if we, we if we and I think we should and probably will win. Like that, that we need that and that's great. But this needs to be the build it like the start of like let's actually. You know, get things back to where they need to be, rather than like, oh, let's just pretend everything's fine because we've won yeah. a football match. Like, yeah, I think like, no, I think that's a good point. I think in terms of team selection, it's like, well, there's probably not going to be that many changes, is there? Because the there aren't really. Uh, I think the will you'll see a team without a striker. Yeah, we will. I, I would imagine. I don't think. I think you'll stop. I would imagine he'd start Pritchard up, but not Dak. Maybe I don't know. I thought. Yeah, I mean, right. that, that looked all right. I mean, I think. I think to be honest, like you can tell, he's definitely got. He's he's definitely got a bit, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. He seemed, he seemed very comfortable. He's also like very. You know, he he in many ways is is the profile of of player. I wish we had a few more of. Insofar as he's he's played a lot of games at this level, he clearly backs yeah. himself to play. He knows he's not he's not going to be phased by playing a sort of a dirty Rotherham sort of a way. Part of the bus type performance, he was quite happy mixing it at press. Now, obviously, he's not one hundred percent fit. He probably shouldn't be starting games and wouldn't be if he didn't need to be. But um, yeah, maybe switch him and put Chard around uh, in terms of the, the the false nine, if you like. Yeah. Hemia probably isn't going to start, is he? he will, well, I know. And it, well, you look at Hemia and you think, well, if you're not starting this game, like yeah. if you're not starting at home against, no disrespect to Rotherham, could be a good way to yeah the favourites for relegation. I think they are. Uh, yeah. No, if you're not starting them as, as the number nine, then I, I don't really see what game is you're going to be involved in. To be honest, so I'll, I don't. I guess right now, although obviously, like with ex- as the season goes on, as he gets more minutes here and there, he could. But I see what you're saying. Like on paper, you'd say, well, 
surely if you're going to start him against anyone, you start him against these. Well, you would thing. think so, but, but I don't think he will. I don't think Mowbray fancies him. He's not, ready. he's not really ready to start for the first team, is he? Because no, because he's not. I mean, he's he's only started one first first team game in his career, and that was it. That was Ipswich. Yeah, and, and he, then was he was dropped a long way off. <laughs> yeah, um, and any other changes really? I'm not really. I don't really think I would. Maybe swap Neil and Equa around. I think. Um, move yeah, Neil well. Neil plays the defensive side better than Equa. I think doesn't. Yeah, he? I, I would. I would agree. Uh, any surprises, Tom? Any curveball selections? I don't know. Oh, a curveball would be starting Danny Bart. Yeah. Oh, that would be amazing. It's just like why if if they, I mean, if even they, if they're going to sell him, just use him while he's here. No, just don't like first don't of sell all, him. don't sell him because yeah. there's no point. What we're going to get like hundred grand. It's just oh, yeah, like, exactly. just might as well put him in the team and, I don't know, like put 09 where he's more effective, or like right back or something. Bench, <laughs> or not in the team. Um, yeah, if you're going to play him, play him a right back. Hume struggled a bit. I wouldn't, I'm not advocating dropping Hume, Mike, but. No. But then. 09's best position is a right back. <laughs> yeah, it is because he's not a centre half and. Nah, I don't know what he is, but like just he's, he, he's he's ideally a utility player who's used when he has to be. Yeah, but, just but so just not not like a starting. He shouldn't be a for for me. He doesn't he, he doesn't start in our best eleven in any position, but he's useful to have. Yeah, if needed. Yeah, um, they also said that Gooch could be fit again. Yeah, so that's good. Same um, on the bench, definitely. So that's also a good option. Um, so uh, rigs it out because he's got concussion. Jensen Steel sealed, sealed. See, the thing is, like, I'm quite interested to see what he's like when yeah. he's fit yeah, because, so. like, I think he seems like an actual proper player. Well, he was uh, playing it. He played a bit of division for his PSV last season. Yeah, so he must. He can't. He, he can't be. That. I mean, even throughout this, I know he didn't. He hasn't looked like amazing mm. so far. But I feel like he mm. he seems to have a bit of like I don't know. Um, I I'm think he'll probably. Yeah. No, I'm not convinced yet, but I think I don't think I'm going to. Basically, I, I see something. I, I think I see something where he. he I think he was looking good. I think he'll be like. Remember when Hume first came from Ireland, and it took him a while to actually get yeah. up to speed, and he needed minutes, but you couldn't give him too many minutes because he hadn't played any. Because like, obviously, the A League isn't really anything to write home about in terms of quality. But I feel like he's got a bit of intensity. I, I feel like he he gives he gives me the same vibes that Hume did when we signed him. In as far as like, I think he could come good, but I think Seal will be a, a step or two ahead of him. Also, we did pay money for Seal as well, didn't we? So yeah, we did. Yeah, presumably, if, if they're actually spending money, presumably they're going to want to play him. If nothing else, so they can sell him. <laughs> well, yeah, I think yeah. <laughs> uh, oh no, actually, um, the yeah, I I don't really have anything else to add other than I'll uh, say uh, Rotherham have uh, former Sunderland transfer target Tom Eaves up front. With um, oh. we bought him. Last year, and he's played twenty games and scored zero goals. Really? So you know he's scoring on Saturday. Yeah, I'll be getting that one on definitely. That's, uh, <laughs> that's a good tip mm. there from Tom. Three one, three one. Eves, Eves to Rotherham. Eves I don't think they'll. I don't bet, think Rotherham will score right. three. Mind. No, I'm saying we'll score three. Uh, so, I was like, yo, well, look, the, I was going to come to the good bet. Three right. one, three one for you, uh, Tom. Um, I think we'll win one nil. Yeah, I think we'll win one nil as well. Um, an own goal. <laughs> sort of say, like, from yeah. Tom Eaves? Yeah, from Tom Eaves, yeah. 1-0, um, so it's like we can't even say that all our striking problems That would be perfect, that. actually. That's kind of the ideal result, yeah. really. Um, we have got a couple of questions 
Um, one of them is from Tony Tony H. Uh, but this is more of a question for Chris, and I think we've kind of covered it a little bit. Um, his question is: Does the evidence we have to date give us any kind of confidence that KLD and the ownership group can finance SFC to the level required and then compete? Um, because they're already skimping um, on off the pitch issues as well as. On the field, I think there is no confidence in that at all. I think um, I think he's answered his own, he's answered his own question. Yeah, there, yeah, no, I would agree. Yeah, uh, but yeah, so, uh, yeah, no, so I agree. Then um, he also asked there is my, no what my favorite color of Lego is, um, and I would say probably red. I like red Lego. Right. Yeah. Um, the, most of the other questions are about crisps. Um, okay. So we are. I do love uh, crisps. Uh, salt and vinegar or prawn cocktail. Oh, they're prawn two of my favourites. Yeah, favourites. Um, hmm. hmm. The problem is, it's like I'd always go salt and vinegar, but if you got prawn yeah. cocktail as well available, I know, yeah, because it's yeah. not as it's not as always readily available. Um, oh no, I'll go, I'll go prawn cocktail. Well, salt and vinegar for me, I think mm. just though they are the they are two of the best the best ones. Yeah. And then Jamie's asked, uh, what colour? Do you think of when you think of the flavor salt and vinegar? Green, uh, blue. Oh. blue for me. Well, See, I don't know why. Someone I always imagine because McCoy's right, is blue. McCoy's yeah, is blue. Yeah, that's, yeah. The best crisps. Green. Right. Have I just? Do you, are you old enough to remember when Walker's changed it from yes, blue? Yes, I was talking about this the other day, and Richard yeah, yeah. was like, no, "What?" And no, people, I'm people are saying that it it wasn't a thing. It was a thing. It's, it's, is, this it's like one of those thing Mandel- it? is this one of those Mandela effect things? No, because it actually like, happened. Did it, did it happen or didn't it happen? <laughs> but I, 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 I remember. Well, yeah, because it, it must have been in what, like the mid 90s that they changed yeah. it. Yeah, I, I do they remember. They changed that. them over. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm the same age as you, Tom. So if you remember it, I would say I remember yeah. it as well. Excuse you, do. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. You know, I, I, my, memory's, yeah. I mean, my memory's terrible. So I'm assuming I've forgotten it. Right. No, I, I I do distinctly remember it because I remember when they changed the green Walker's Chris, and I was like, "Wow, this is like well different." Yeah. But then I've asked my parents, they're like, "No, that didn't happen." It did happen. Like, it, it, did, did happen. It, it did happen. <laughs> if anyone has any evidence that this happened, um, yeah. well, we have um, we have another Chris question. He says, "This is from John G. the Roker and Dweller, who uh, a great Dweller. tweeter, actually, <laughs> actually a great tweet, great tweeter." Um, have you tried Cathedral Cheese and Onion, in brackets, Big Bag from Iceland? <laughs> the first big first bag. among its flavour. Um, and then he says, like Cathedral City? And then he says, cheese? Yeah, uh, yeah, I presume so, yeah. yeah. So oh, then he says, he, t- he tells a story of, uh, he once nearly went to the walk-in centre uh, the night after trying root vegetable crisps as his piss was red. Uh, but then his last <laughs> educated him on food colourings, so I saved the NHS a good old giggle. Which is, uh... <laughs> that is a good tweet. Uh, that is a good tweet, yeah. Um, and uh, there, are, there aren't there any more crisps. Neil Macbeth says, should they bring back hedgehog flavour crisps? <laughs> <laughs> that that definitely wasn't a thing. I don't think that was a thing. Really sure. you mean, did you mean like Sonic the Hedgehog? Like, yeah, well, what, that, what, what did they taste? What, what, like blue. Well, no, I think, I think it might be like it might be like branded. You know, like you, remember, like remember, like I'm thinking like Tazos era. You know, because there was like Looney Tunes. Yeah, but they so weren't flavored by hedgehog. No. <laughs> <laughs> Just like... that's true. Like a hedgehog that's would true. taste like I don't know. 
He's like remember, spiky, wouldn't it? I remember my dad just, ah, <laughs> ah, <laughs> every bite. It's delicious, but it hurts. It's really nice. <laughs> it's, uh, I, I've never, I've, can you even eat hedgehogs? I'm sure you can. Uh, it's probably frowned upon, like, uh, I wouldn't like, there's plenty of them if you want to go out on a night and just pick one up and boil it. Start chomping it. I'm not having, I'd just like to say we're not having <laughs> Under no circumstances do you boil a hedgehog. <laughs> just... <laughs> I imagine that it tastes a bit like like rabbit. Yeah. That kind of thing. My dad my dad once bought a you know the Keyside Market in Newcastle. They do yeah. like a farmer's market. My dad once bought squirrel from there. Oh right. Yeah, <laughs> I imagine it that wouldn't be too dissimilar. I just think there'd not be much meat on it. No. So it'll be like eating a mole. <laughs> a bit gamey. Just, yeah, just a bit like the thing just is, like those animals that you just shouldn't eat, really. <laughs> Do you want this mole pie? Would you like? I've made this hedgehog stew. Does anyone fancy any? <laughs> no, mate. Uh, you, no, you are right. <laughs> like, can, can you just? Could you not do that? Um, well, yeah. Anyway, if you've, uh, if you've ever if you've eaten a, if you've eaten a hedgehog, um, you know, don't do that. But if you've eaten a hedgehog. Then let us know what it tastes like. Um, if you can talk after you know your mouth's all yeah, clean. you have to put all the prickles, <laughs> prickly all the things. Prickles um, yeah, then get in touch, and you know it's it's nice to be back, isn't it? Really <laughs> talking about <laughs> after all the hedgehogs. after all the good praise we had uh, during the week. I'm glad we finally dragged everyone back down to our level. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, it's uh, it has. It's been a very enjoyable chat. Hey, you, you got 20 minutes of footballing debate, which you we did. do, and which also, we do every season. Hey, and also you asked. Yeah, like, yeah. We just, we just give the people what they want, really. Yeah, there are more questions, but we, I'll save them for next yeah. week. Um, <laughs> the be the be um, probably a reaction podcast on. Uh, Saturday after the game. Um going um we might have some away fan stuff. I've not been given that, so I don't know yet. Um but listen to that if we put it out and go and read the stuff on the website. I imagine Richard's newsletter will be out tomorrow. Didn't even put mine out last you week. Check your junk folder for that and then uh... <laughs> <laughs> we've got a uh and you got a live show like soon. Oh yeah, we've got a October. Um, yeah, we've got a live show on the sixth of October uh, at Pop Rex in Sunderland. Tickets are. Oh, I really should check how much the tickets are. They are some money. I didn't know how much they were. I think they're about twelve quid, which is worth every penny. Um, we've got some guests there, um, including, I believe, Phil Smith, Nick Barnes, uh, Kevin Ball. I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, maybe. Maybe um, Jill Scott. No, I've just made that up. Um, <laughs> and um, yeah, so go and do that. Join the fantasy league, and if you top of that at the end of August, you get a free ticket for the uh, for the live show. Just, um, just what? Just what? Well, you, bring... you get I don't know, six. Then you're just not allowed to bring anyone else. You, you have just to can't bring, bring anyone. <laughs> yeah, you have to, have to go on your own and sit at the front. Yeah. Um, and, but yeah, go and do all of that stuff. Um, we'll be back with some kind of reaction on Saturday. Gareth and Stephen will be back on Monday. And uh, yeah, thanks very much, as always, for listening.
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.